I'm Erica LaRose, and this is Shuttlepod Show. Yes, I have a question. One last question. Um, so how much of what you've told us today is true? Is true. <laughs> <laughs> and how much of it is a crock of shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone. Welcome to the Shuttlepot Show. As always, we have a very special guest. I'm Erica LaRose, and now for our hosts, Connor Chenier and Dominic Keating. Hi, Erica. Hi, Hi Erica. How are you, darling? Good. How are you? You're looking uh, very fresh over there. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. More uh, so than uh, rinses. <laughs> you mean wash? Wash. Wash. Rinse. Wash. wash. We're R- nursing them along. <laughs> rinse, he wash, has many nicknames. <laughs> Don't. He looks, his feelings are hurt. He's come a long way. It's need, okay, Walsh. We need to get him repotted, I think. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We yeah. do, right? Yeah, we, so. need him. we need to repot him. Definitely. Yeah. He'll be all right. Along with my copious plants of marijuana. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, treks and trekkers, welcome back to the shuttle pod this week. It is uh, a huge honor. We are, we've been really blessed in our first couple of episodes back, uh, a couple of true giants from the Trek alum, giants in the in the theatre game, frankly. Um, you know him as Garrick. Um, he is uh, one of the biggest uh, fan favourites on the whole franchise, I know. I've been watching your episodes uh, religiously the last week and a half. Uh, Andrew J. Robinson, to me, Andy. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 he, uh, he is a giant. God bless you, man. Thank, Thank you so you. much That's for being very, here. Thank Andy. you for coming on. It's, uh, we met, uh, we met at, oddly enough, nothing to do with Star Trek, really, was it? We met at a Doctor Who convention That's down at right. the airport. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you'd have made a great Doctor Who, by the way. Oh, I, I actually love that show. You really would. Yeah. Yeah. If they could have sort of brought him over and put him in Pittsburgh or somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're here also at the Matrix Theatre. A big shout out to uh, the Rogue Machine Theatre group for having us back. And there's a small world coincidence because, uh, as I read in the Wikipedia when I was looking up about you, you spent most, uh, I mean, a good stretch of time here at the Matrix. Well, I would say probably about 10 years. And I, you were instrumental in the initial group coming in here? And Yeah, we, we started a, a group called the Matrix Theatre Company right. uh, back in the early early aughts. No, the early 90s. What am I talking about? Um, and uh, and for about 10, 10, 11, maybe even 12 years. I mean, this was like my second home. How about that? Wow. So you know yeah. this musty old room up Oh, here. I do. And it was Trek that supported my work here. I mean, it was- Was it really? Oh, was those, ab- those absolutely. Years? Because I, I, I was not a regular on, on right. Deep Space Nine. I was an irregular. But I had enough episodes where I could, you know, it, it enabled me to just do theater. So when I wasn't over at Paramount, you know, shooting a, a, a Deep Space Nine episode, I was here. You were here. Yeah. Did, how did you juggle that sort of schedule? Did, I mean, if you were working, you did a lot of directing here, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, could you find a way to, you know, know that you were, cause when, when Star Trek called, did they call a week in advance? Or I mean, a week is, is luxurious. It is, right. isn't it? Right. It really I mean, is. That, that was, that was right. at its best a week. Yeah. So it could be a few days and That's then right. you just had to jiggle. And right. uh, if you yeah. had to go, and you, the money's over there at Paramount. Well, absolutely. Yeah, not especially here at The Matrix. <laughs> well, no. no one makes a living in theatre in Los Angeles. no. no. So and there, there are down on the in the corridor in the lobby there. There are just a host of photographs. I know a couple of the other ones. Carolyn Seymour, I know from old. God bless. That's absolutely, and, uh, yes. it's always nice to see her picture there. But you're up uh, on a few of those pictures, aren't they? We should take a couple of photos and put those up for the fans to have a look at. Uh, a David story play you were telling me about. No, uh, oh, I almost I almost remember the name of it, but I couldn't. Oh, I, I can't pull about it a, a, a Yorkshire rugby team, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, here in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how fantastic! Um, so, listen, let's uh, let's go back in time a little bit, all the way back. You're chomping at the bit for this, aren't you? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to before before we get to the juicy stuff. Let's just start with uh, where, where did you grow up, mate? Where, whereabouts? Uh, New York, New York City, and then my father was killed in the Second World War, and yeah. uh, then, you were very young, weren't you? Oh yeah, I was just a, you know like I'm, in, yeah. I'm not. You know, I think I was three when he That's was that killed. Story. Yeah, right. And uh, and my mother kind of went mad. And was it uh, just you as a child, or was it? Did you have yeah, a? Yeah, no, yeah. It was just you. Yeah. 
because they hadn't been married that long. It must have been very hard. It was, um, it was. Yeah. I mean, can I, can I say words like yes, that? Yes, you certainly can. can. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was terribly. And, uh, and, and the poor woman, my mother was, you know, she went mad in a sense and, and uh, tried to tamp it down with drinking that it only Did made she? it worse. And so she dragged me around to various places and we ended up where, she, in, in Hartford, Connecticut, where her, her father was living because they, they were from Connecticut, right. you know. And, uh, do you know where your dad, do you know how yeah, he fell? Yeah, he was, he was a paratrooper and he was killed in the Battle of the Bulge wow. in, in the wow. Ardennes Forest. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. That's, um, yeah, my word. I mean, that is that story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you single, think of, I mean, it's like it's, you know, I mean, you think of all those children now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like it, it's, it's like all the, you know, the, the in Ukraine or wherever. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like Eritrea, you know. Yeah. Right. It's, All it's those crazy. fatherless children now. I mean, you know, and it, and it really, it, it's, it's, I was, I was lucky. I mean, you know, I, I am, I, I, I lucky. I mean, but I was, I had, I had a grandfather who was sort right. of like a stable guy. He was a, <clears throat> was that mom's dad? Yeah, yeah. He was a working class guy, you know, he was a tool and die maker for Underwood typewriter. And so when we would get kicked out of someplace, which we invariably did or couldn't, because we couldn't pay the rent or couldn't pay the hotel bill or whatever, you know, I could always go back to his place, right. and, you know, and uh, and then you know, out on the streets, and you get into a lot of trouble. You, I mean, you know this, and and then <laughs> that was the bit I was chomping in a bit. <laughs> yeah, <for. laughs> it says early, early in his Wikipedia feed, it's like yeah, juvenile delinquency. Yeah, well, it, we got that in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your early? Uh, you know, I, I, mean, I did jokingly say sharks are cool and jets yeah, are hot. I know, I mean, but you know, I was, I was, uh, you know. The, yeah, I belong to the dweebs. Or, or, you know, I mean, I mean, really, it was like such petty stuff. I mean, but but it was just mischief. It was mischief breaking into places. Right. I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to steal. Sure. You know, I just would break into a place because I could break into was it. Was it solo or with a buddy? Solo. Oh yeah. no, 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 it's all oh, yeah. solo. Were, oh. And then I would just race. I would just go through and just you know do some havoc, race, you know, break shit, you know. <laughs> And, st- and stuff like that. And I tried to steal a car once. I didn't know how to drive. I, you know, but it wasn't even trying to steal a car. Car was open. I, I, I opened it up and I was jiggling around, stuff like that. And then it started going downhill because it was on an incline. And then it crashed into another car. Oh, wow. And, I, you know, of course, I jumped out and ran away. And, that, and that's, that's when I got caught on that one. How did they catch you? You day. know, there are people always watching and, you know, you know, it's that little fat kid who lives over on oh, Main Street. Who's running away. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Before <laughs> then, Neighborhood Watch. That's, that's, yeah, but yeah. it was proper Neighborhood Watch. Exactly, because right. people knew that I was such a pain in the ass. But How old were you when this sort of... You know, when, that was like when I was from three to ten, because ten, oh, Jesus. I, oh, I, got sent, I got sent away to the school. Right. And uh, and it was the best thing that could have happened to me. So, uh, so you actually went to juvie, as it were. It wasn't juvie. They, 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 I went to, it's a really interesting story. I, I went to juvenile court a couple of times. Right. And the second time, uh, the, the judge was going to send me to juvenile hall. The social worker, who was this woman, I'll never forget her name, Dina Newton, said, you know, he's not a bad kid. There's a school in Rhode Island. That's a, it's a school. It's a church industrial school. I mean, really based on, you know... Uh, Sounds idyllic. Well, no. uh. <laughs> it, it really... And, you know, and, and it's for kids for broken homes and all those, you know, right. terms that they use. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I got sent to this place and from the... Boarding end, school, the boarding whole... Boarding school where you worked, you did all the work. You, you either worked on the farm, you worked in the kitchen, you worked right. in the kitchen, you did all that shit. Right. And, uh, and, and I spent eight years there. I, I went all through high school. You know, right. and, and and but the place was great. Yeah, and you I mean, get your saved my life. You get your schooling too. I mean, got, it was yeah. it was it was good schooling. I mean, yeah. it was a really very basic and very honest, you know, education. Was it tough? Was it a tough place? It was a tough place, you know, because the kids were tough. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so you were always holding your ground, right? You know, and and was it religious based? Or? Yeah, it was, but but yeah. you know, soft religious, you know, like Church of England, like the Episcopal. Right. You know, I mean, it was you had to go to church on Sundays, and then Wednesday night they had some some do with the chapel, but you know, nobody, nobody, 
no, he was trying to cram God. And you'd down go your home throat. for holidays, right. I take it, or did you spend? I, I did. I see. I, that was the thing. I I didn't know where to go, so I would have to go to other places, friends' houses, or well, where was like Mum at this point? Then she was not functioning. She was not functioning. Mm. No. Well, did she get right in the end, or in the end, in the end, we, you know. After I'd moved to L.A. and Mm -hmm. and was like after I'd done, you know, things like Dirty Harry and stuff like that. I'm still in contact with her. And then my grandfather, her father, died. And and I went back east and she was... She was in terrible. I, I, I'm amazed she lived because she was just trying to kill herself, you know, with with quarts of vodka. So I brought her back to L.A. And I said, you know, and my wife, Irene, was brilliant. She said, you know, listen, we'll take care of you, but you have to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And she did. And her. she wouldn't go to a program because she thought that was for losers. You know, uh, amazing. <laughs> the, 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 she the, was tough. The dry drunk. The, That's right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. She, it is amazing. She was that, a dry drunk. The yeah. obduracy of, you know. Yeah, it's all right to be drowning yourself in cheap vodka for 20 years, but the thought of, it, it's, you know, it's nuts, isn't it? But I yeah. was, I had, but the story I wanted to tell was, so I'm directing, I, I directed a few episodes of the show called Judging Amy. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw that. And so, and I was, you know, and, and, and Amy is, a, you know, her character, she plays a judge in a juvenile court. Mm-hmm. And that's what her, you know, the, the uh, Amy Brenneman, that's what her mother did. Oh. And so her mother was visiting, and, and Amy is from uh, West Hartford, Connecticut. It wasn't her mom. It wasn't Shut her mom. It was, but the guy, the judge, was her, men- was her mom's mentor. Wow. She knew exactly the court where I was at. That's nuts. She knew the guy who's, who decided not to send me to juvie and said to, to this other school. Wow. It was... So weird. Yeah. Jesus. So then you go to college. Yeah. To New Hampshire. New Hampshire, right. Go Wildcats. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so where'd you go to uni? At the University of New Hampshire. I got kicked out of there. Uh, right. Oh, art- so we're not done with Judy no, yet. No, 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 no. Well, you were pre- protesting. But it was, but it was, it was about stuff. Vietnam. Yeah. It was about yeah. Vietnam. That's and, correct. And because it was like, you know, I'm still, I'm still like wondering what the fuck happened to my father. Why did this happen to me? Why did my father get killed? He, he was a guy who was Harvard educated. He was a writer. He was a, you know, he was an editor at a, at a publishing house, you know, and, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, and so I'm thinking, what the fuck did this? What was this up? When I, I the older I got, I realized the the turn that went, you know was made in the road, and so I, it, it's like it's, it's hard. I, it's a lot to make sense of, you know. And so I, I so the Vietnam War, which I was so virulently right. opposed to, you know, because I was I was a political person. I I was a political science, you know, kind of history mm-hmm. English type. Um, and, and 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 so I, I when I two other friends of mine at the University of New Hampshire, we decided they had this ROTC drill, Reserved Officers Training Corps, mm-hmm. which land grant colleges, which University of New Hampshire, all state universities, are land grant colleges. So they at the time they were required to have a ROTC program. Oh, and so we went there, and and every Thursday. You, as well as taking classes about how to, you know, shoot and how to, you know, what Napoleon didn't do right at Waterloo or something like that. You had to show up at the at at, 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 at a marching ground where you all dre- got dressed up in your, you know, drab, green, yeah. woolen, scratchy uniforms. Yeah. And you, you had these old, funky M1 uh, rifles right. and, and you had to drill. So we decided, fuck that. One Thursday, we said, we're going to, picket so we went through that place with our signs saying ban rotsy rotsy has no place in the university you know now new hampshire at the time was a very rocked rib republican conservative place and there was a you know and and basically there were a lot of john birchers and there was a guy you know uh who ran this newspaper called the manchester union leader who was like a, a bircher and when he got when wind of that, of course, everybody was, you know, pissed off and the football team, you know, and the fraternities, especially the jock house, they, they, they sent out a posse that night, you know, looking for, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. We we literally had to go in hiding. But then once this guy, 
wrote an editorial in the Manchester Union leader, leader saying not only should Robinson, Klein, and Johnson be kicked out of the University of New Hampshire, they should be kicked out of the state of New Hampshire. And so essentially, you know, that was it for me. I, I, I had to leave. You know, they're, they're, did it take a minute for you to warm up to your anti-war feelings or was it an immediate knee-jerk immediate, reaction? Immediate, 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 because of like what the fucking war had done to my family. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, and then, you know, it, it's, it's like, yeah, it, it was immediate. All right. Yeah. So you then, you don't get your degree. They pull it from you, right? Yeah, and, no, you don't. And you go to the new school. I went to, yeah, and, and the new school for social research, which it was what it's called in those days, but now it's My sister went school. there. Love that place. Yeah, so did she. I was so happy there. I mean, it was the perfect place for me. I went back to New York City, you know, I, which it, it was the right thing for me to do. Had you been doing theater? Yeah, I was doing theater at, at, at UNH. Mm. I had been doing, and also when I was at this, you know, that the school, St. Andrew's School. Oh. That's where I met when, I, when, you, you, when we were talking about your mentor, when you... I my mentor was at this little little church industrial school in Rhode Island, and who was a, amazing, a great man. So, what was what was your first sort of uh, introduction to you know doing a play and thinking, oh, that's interesting? Did the Christmas play where I played Azar the Shepherd Boy when I was eleven years old, and I'm the one to point out, there's the star. That's where you're supposed to go, fellas. You, you know? did it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Except it was a Southern New England accent. Right. Oh, of course. With a limp. That's right. <laughs> and so the seed was planted. Limp, I'll have you yeah. <laughs> With yeah. a staff. That's right. Uh, so you were, well, how old were you? About 11 or something? 11, yeah. yeah. Killing us about this. So then I became, for the next seven, eight years, I became, you know, the, the, one, the star of the drama program. Did you? Right. And, and, and Did you know inside yourself that this was something like, ooh, Look, I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. But I, but the in terms of on. doing it for a career, it, that was out of the no. question mm. because those people were something else. But right. For the time being, this is like this was a great way to, you know, yeah, to hang yeah. out. Yeah, and that attention and uh, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know when you have an audience, exactly, you have their attention right there. That's right. Yeah. I know. move there, they move with me. Because I was this weird, odd, you know, kind of fat kid that nobody paid attention to. But then. Got on stage and suddenly, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, it's amazing what lighting can do. <laughs> it's everything. So, uh, now did you get your Fulbright scholarship for English or for theater? For theater, for theater, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. after I got kicked out of the University of New Hampshire, I went back up one day. I was, at, I was at the new school and I went back up to visit some friends and I went into this coffee shop where I was going to meet them. And this art history teacher that I had, who was a brilliant man, a great teacher, I loved his classes. He came he, he, and, and he was also a big fan of my acting. He once called me out in, 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 during class one day saying, if, if, he, if he, he was an Italian guy, he says, if you miss, if you miss a, the, the play over the weekend, uh, you, you miss something, you missed a great performance. So... You know, and I thought I, that was shocking. But anyway, he came into this uh, coffee shop and he sees me and he says, what are you doing here? I said, I'm just waiting for some friends. And he says, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, what are you doing with your life? I said, well, I, you know, I, I graduate and then I'm, I don't know, being a teacher or newspaper workers. No, 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 no. He said, you're an actor. You're, you're an actor. You, you, you act. And I, and I said, well, how do you do that? And without skipping a beat, he explained to me that I go, I apply to the State Department for a Fulbright scholarship to study in England because he said, England is the only place where you learn how to act. That's the only place, that's the only school that you go to. Well, how, how he knew this, I have no idea. So, but he explained it to me as if it were like applying for a driver's license. Right. Yeah. So I did. I did. I was dutiful because I was in my senior year at the time, you know, in college at the new school. Did the whole thing, went in through a snowstorm in Manhattan to the Manhattan uh, you know, uh, School of Music and where I had my audition with Joe Papp and, uh, and, and got the thing. God bless him. And I thought, well, and then I found out later how many people applied and they give- Is it hundreds, thousands? Uh, thousands. Hundreds. Yeah. And, and, and they give four. Annually, they give four. Yeah. Wow. How, how long do you spend at Lambda? A year or two years? A year. A year. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you come back from Lambda. Uh, what do they give you at Lambda? Uh, it was a great, it was a great, I mean, you th the thing is, it was the voice stuff. 
Yeah. The voice of Kristen Linkletter. That, and, was well, she there? Yeah. And she, and also th- that her voice work started with the woman called Iris Warren. Yeah. Who was a genius. And then Kristen and then other people, you know, but it was the voice work that was You've, brilliant. You have a terrific voice, mate. An actor's well, actor's voice too. And it, it resounds, my mother always said, that's an actor's first tool in the box. Well, that's what I think. And I think that's why everybody was bitching about, you know, the Brits coming over here and getting all these jobs. And, I, and when I started the program at USC, I said, the reason they're getting all these jobs is because these guys know how to speak. These people yeah. know how to speak. Right. You know, they have voices. And if you don't have a voice, you know, then... But a lot of the alum on, I mean, having watched a lot of DS9 particularly, I mean, God, that supporting cast, uh, the the recurring roles were all just, you were all brilliant. They were great. They, they really, really were. were. I, I mean, JG and... Uh, and Jeffrey. And Jeffrey. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, Casey. Casey. Casey, right. Uh, yeah. And we're missing out... Uh, oh, you, you go down the line. Bobby. I mean, there, there's so there's many. tons. Yeah. And, and all great voices. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, and you need, I mean, that you are selling a Shakespearean world here. Right. And if you've got a mask on. Yeah. And if you don't, and if you don't have a voice. You yeah, know, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. How much did you love uh, putting that mask on? Not much. Not much. Okay. <laughs> no. But what about in, in just terms, of, in acting terms, about the freedom that it then gives you That's to, to be. Uh, yeah, it is, That's isn't it? That's another thing. It, it was, I, I see it in the performance. You see, it's, it totally freed me. Yeah. It totally. And I think some of the best work I've ever done as an actor I, is on I, that show. I wouldn't and doubt it's it. because I felt protected. Yeah. I felt that I was safe. I yeah. felt yeah. that. But the that, spirit. Yeah. And, the vo- and it yeah. comes out. And you kind them. of have to act the mask. You, you have to fill it. Exactly yes. right, Connor. That's yeah. exactly right. And because if you don't, you die. Yeah. Yeah, right. A lot of young actors would come on the show who play a Cardassian or or whatever, just flat, and they they would you know they would just yeah. die. They 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 couldn't they couldn't project. They couldn't get and not just project the voice. They just couldn't project the persona behind right. the mask. Did you ever do any Commedia dell'arte training at yeah, Lambda? That I did that too in graduate school, yeah. and that was massive, massively mm-hmm. helpful That's in terms right. of. I did a similar. A, a sort of baddie character that required a lot of prosthetic That's and it. and it is you 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 get to the mirror and you're like Oh, but Tracy, there he is. There he is. That's right. But Tracy in Oklahoma, that's dressing up in drag. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to find the voice. Right. You've still got to find the voice. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, so you come home from Lambda uh, with uh, with this new training. Was it pretty? I mean, did you feel like you had a secret weapon when when you got Absolutely. back? Absolutely. Yeah. Came back at work right away. No kidding. You, you, did you went back to New York. Went back to New York and and immediately and and back in those days, you know, they would have New York was the place where all the rep when we used to have repertory theaters, right. you know, and and repertory theaters with companies, and so all the rep companies would come to New York. And I remember going to Sheridan Square Playhouse, and all these artistic directors from all the companies from around the country would come, all and looking. you'd go in and you'd do your. For all of them. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and got good, uh, proper good reps straight away. I, I, I didn't get n- no agents. I just got, I just oh, got just, hired by no the companies. Kidding. Just yeah. getting hired. Yeah, and, and I so spent two building. years before I came back to New York. I spent two years in various cities around the country. Right. Fabulous. So you're just building up a body of work. Yeah. And yeah. meeting uh, proper, you know, big time theatre directors. I did about 25, 30 plays, you know. So uh, of that alum in the <clears throat> in the acting fraternity, are there any notables that you're like, oh, yeah, that was a young so-and-so and a young so-and-so that... Uh, you mean, oh, and, you in, know, these, uh, in, these, yeah, in these companies. It's always good to hear, you know, you'll never guess who that what, you know, it turned out to be. No, you know, it's funny. I mean, there, it's, no. Not especially. Not, not really, because it's, you know, the people who are really... You know, it, it's 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 interesting because you know, there's a whole group of actors that never wanted to go do. Right. No, I agreed. Mean, they, they, and in that, that era, that, that was definitely a distinction. That was a benchmark line, right. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and they wanted they they had an ambition and an ambition that I never had simply because I I thought, for instance, acting in film that was another group of people, right? That, yeah, that were right. out in this place called California. And you saw life in the theater. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to be you know my generation's you know uh, you know in home or you know right. David Warner or, right. you know, or the, 
or Laurence Olivier when and I was thinking That's what they big. were doing. Right, right. You know, <laughs> apart from the odd good, jolly good BBC play. <laughs> but also the thing is, is um, that the, the movies, that, for instance, that made a huge impact on me. They were all... Where they're like the long, yeah. longest, the long distance run, yes. you know, yeah. Saturday night, Sunday morning, yeah. This Sporting Life, which I thought Richard Harris was right. so brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that was a new age of British cinema coming yeah. up through the ranks. A new age of writing, really. I mean, uh, the kitchen sink plays. That's right. Joe Walton and the like. And um, you kind of hit a home run with your first role on film, isn't that right? Oh, I mean, it was. I, 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 was I, it Dirty Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So how did? Okay, so were you? When do? How do you get to LA? To or did you audition in New York? No, or? it was in New York. I was doing a play. I you was auditioned doing a, from New York. I was. I was doing a, an adaptation of Dostoevsky's The Idiot. Uh, called Subject to Fits. I was playing right. Prince Mishkin. And so a friend of mine that I had done workshops with, and a younger guy, uh, he said, you know, my father is coming to town and he's, uh, he's, he's casting a film. And I mentioned you to him. And I said, oh, okay. And so sure enough, um, I got a call. I was doing this, you know, to, to meet this uh, Hollywood director. Don, was it William Freak? No, Don Siegel. Don Siegel. Don Siegel. Don Siegel, who was like amazing man. And his son, Chris Tabori, was was this right. And so Did they kind of know they would need a, a something of a theater actor to play Scorpio? He wanted they wanted an unknown. They wanted an unknown. And they and uh, and, and and they wanted and they didn't know what they wanted, because for a while there were there were all kinds of people that were up for that role. All kinds of people. Right. Uh, so I went and I met him for about 15 minutes. And the first thing he says to me, he says, you know, so uh, my son tells me uh, you're the best actor in New York. I said, well, I'm, you know, okay, well, thanks. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sleeping together. Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, you know, uh, yeah, he says, uh, you know, he says, and then he, uh, he asked me a few questions and then he, I, he says, okay, well, that's great. Nice to meet you. And I said, well, I, I'm in a really good play now. And you, now I'm, I'm, I'm flying. Did he ask you to read? Nothing? No, nothing. Just to, no, just to back meet. Back in those days. Yeah. You, know, then, uh, you didn't. You, no. You'd meet these guys. You'd meet like, you know, Billy Wilder or Sam Peckinpah or, you know, or you know, the, the guy John Houston or the, or the guys that I... I I, I went up. I'd never read for any of those Was guys. it at the Wolf really? or something? Never read. Was it at a hotel or yeah, it was yeah, a, at the it bar? Was usually, exactly. Was it at a corner table at the bar? That's yeah. right. You, yeah. you, you know, and you just have a conversation. Proper you know, audition. And, you know, yeah. It's, and it was yeah, really, it was a yeah. great way to audition. Yeah. It really was. It's the British way. Because like I remember when I'm going to, a, remember having this one audition in, in, in London, and, in which they offered me a glass of wine. And I, I, I'm sort of standing there. Uh, like, oh no, no, that that's okay. So and I said, oh well, well I'm, I'm having, I'm one. having one. I said, oh, if you're having one, <laughs> <laughs> how about that? I once met Zeffirelli at the hotel around the back of Sloane Square for uh, Mel Brooks, Mel Smith's, Mel Smith, uh, Mel Gibson's uh, Hamlet, and uh, he was looking at me, and he sort of took one look around the chair, and he came back around, and he was looking at me, and he says. So which part do you want to play? <laughs> and I went, Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> He's taken. Which other part? <laughs> <laughs> so did, it, did he see the, the play? No. Oh, he didn't? No. Yeah, but then a week later, and maybe even two weeks later, one night, you know, I'm at the theater and, uh, and putting makeup on. And the stage manager comes in. She says, you never guess who's here. And I said, you know, who? And she said, Clint Eastwood. And, oh. And well, so, did you know he was attached to this? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So I knew, of course. Oh, well, oh, wow. So I gave the greatest performance. I mean, I was on fire that night. It was two acts. But during the first act, there was this smell in the theater. And I was on a macrobiotic diet at the time, and I'd fart a lot. And so, <laughs> so I remember J Jason Miller, one of the actors, you know, who was playing the heavy in the thing, he sort of whispered in my ear I, while we were on stage, and he said, you, you farting again, man. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's not me, it's not me. So it turns out, and then <laughs> intermission, the stage manager comes back and said, yeah, well, you know, Clint Eastwood, he just left. He's not coming back for the second act. And I said, oh, okay. Well, it turns out that... His, he was with a girlfriend who had this rabbit coat. And this rabbit coat, somehow, she, a, 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 a cigarette 
no! but got caught in the rabbit coat. And it was burning. And it was smoldering all oh, during the first Oh, my act. God. Oh, yeah. She was hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I was surprised when they actually offered me the role, you know, after, you know. Anyway, so you come to LA, and where did you shoot that? Was that, uh, that, that, that was in it. LA? Yeah, we, we we shot the whole thing in San Francisco. San Francisco. Right, yeah, right. that's a hell of a performance, man. I mean, God bless. I mean, I, I was looking down your you know um, uh, credits. I mean, your early life on film and TV is my life in front of a television. You know, nine through I mean, probably six through twelve. Or that, something. that that makes sense. I mean, no that, kidding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all those shows, Ironside, Bonanza. At any given time on TV land, yeah, we can like, probably find oh, you yeah. in an episode of something. I oh, so remember Jesus. your performance in uh, in the, that Dirty Harry movie, man. I mean, that was yeah. Was I just saw it again big, during the big pandemic. Boy watching, you did, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember you saying to me when we met at that Doctor Who uh, convention that you felt that that it rather pigeonholed you sort of unsummarily as, oh, the, it, as it, the psycho it, now. I, I, it, you were played it so fucking well. Oh, that, it was awful what happened. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't get arrested. I didn't work for a year. Isn't that something? I did, I did, I did Siegel's next film, Charlie Varick, which is a wonderful right. film. But Universal needed a tax break, I guess, or something, because they just let the film die. And oh. it, was, it was an excellent film. But then after- That was with Ultimato, right? That's right. Yeah. The, the brilliant, brilliant, the great, uh-huh. the yeah. magnificent. And but then for a year after that, I didn't work. I couldn't get arrested. Wow. Nobody would. Nobody would hire me. Did you stay in L.A. or did you? Did you? I did stay in L.A. You stayed in L.A. I stayed in L.A. You Not know. married now. Yeah, I take well, it. I was married. Because You're still married. I stayed in L.A. because You're still I, dragging I, the weight around. Are you? Irene was preg- <laughs> pregnant. This with is Rachel, a new, a new wife. Uh, this is a new wife. Yeah, no, this is, then, Irene. No. Oh, this was Irene from from Irene. London. Oh, you've been together all these 50, years. Fifty three years, door, man. Wow. This man, So then you get back into the 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 workings of it all, and you start working again, and then you're doing mostly television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played the asshole of the week. Really, several years on on all the shows that you loved mm-hmm. as 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 a youngster. Yeah. I did. You know, and then finally that that wore off, and I decided I did it. I did these. I did the show called the A Team. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was such a terrible experience. Just an episode or two, or <laughs> yeah, I did a couple episodes, <laughs> and it was such so really debilitating. And I'm sitting out in the valley. Love it's in the middle show. of summer, eating. You know, you know, at this Michelson's caterers, and it's 110 in the shade, and my yeah. mashed potatoes are melting and. And I decide, fuck this. You're done. If this is my only life. So that's, we moved out of town. You kind of left. packed it in, didn't you? Yeah, at packed that it point. in for about four years. I'm yeah. kidding. So and what did, did what? You, then what? Yeah. Well, I tried working as a carpenter, but then <laughs> but I, I really did. I, I, this guy hired me and uh, that was a joke. And I said, well, no, that's not, that's not going to be. And that's when I started, uh, that's when I started teaching. I started teaching kids at this, you know, because it was this little mountain town. Uh, you went to Idlewild, didn't Idlewild, you? That's right. right. And, yeah. and, and they have that arts program there. That's right. And so I got involved with that. Oh. And, you know, and, and Irene and I ran a, a couple of their programs for a couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Irene was an actress too. She was. Yeah. She was. But she was basically she was a she was in the music business when I met her. She she was a, a producer and a manager who, who who you know she represented a lot of great. <laughs> You know, you know, folk artists. Right, really? Yeah. Oh, my word. I love that Coen Brothers film about that uh, yeah, that right. uh, genre and that yeah. uh, community in New York. Um, so you're in Idlewild for four years, five years, yeah. and just, frankly, you know, and you gave it all up, as it were. Yeah. So how do you... I mean, how, how do you even think about getting back and getting someone to take you seriously? A and play. A play? A play. How did that uh, fall into your lap? Well, I, it was, you know, you, I, they... For some reason, the casting director at the at the at the Center Theater Group, that Mark Taper, right, said, you know, there's this there's this play that's really interesting. And uh, was it a new piece? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and I thought, oh, okay. So I read it, and it was extraordinary. And but it was a it was a cruncher. It's essentially a a one person piece mm. about this about this guy who was, uh, you know, I, I was actually trying to escape crazy killers and stuff like that. And so, of course, this play is about this crazy killer, mm-hmm. a guy by the name of Jack Henry Abbott. But it's a real story. 
based on a book that he, he wrote uh, that Norman Mailer helped him put together based on letters that he, correspondence between he and, uh, and Mailer. And Jack Henry Abbott is a guy who'd spent you know, like you know, 15 years in solitary confinement. He was totally mad, but he was a genius. And uh, when and, was his crime? When he was a serial killer, or uh, no? He he had just no. He wasn't a serial killer, no. but he was a guy who was just bent. And right. if, and if something happened, he just got went, violent. That's right. So he wasn't particularly in jail for. But by the time we find we find him in jail, now he's a violent man in yeah. in the confines. Right? That's gotcha. right. And so he he so he what, these what letters, era was his was he what is this what time was it, when was he in jail? It was have late seventies early eighties. And so, and 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 so, based on this correspondence with with Mailer, where this guy is writing about what it's like to be in prison and what the, what the prison ethos is, and, right. and what that prison inver- culture, inverted morality, right. and so forth, right. he helped Mailer helped him put, put, put together this book called "In the Belly of the Beast," and then uh, oh. and and then it was dramatized, and this and and the director Robert Woodruff is is a guy who was. I know that name. Oh, yes. he's a brilliant, he's pretty good, isn't he? Brilliant director. Yeah. And so I went and read for that and and got it. And then that changed my life. That put me back on the map as as an actor, right? Not, not as a amazing psycho. to show. It shows you, doesn't it? I mean, it, the 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 riding of the bike, as it were, yeah. doesn't ever leave you. Once, no. Once you've learned that skill, and, yeah. Uh, were you nervous when you went for that audition? I was. Did you and, want and to get it by now? I so wanted to get it. And yeah. then I found myself when I was reading, and the reason I got hired, I found myself when I was reading, I was reading it badly. I was like, it was like I was outside myself. Mm. And I got so angry that it, I was in rehearsal room C at the annex over it. Yeah. I'll never mm. forget it. I and, I got there. and I fucking took my fist and I punched a hole. You know, I didn't punch it through. You know, I fucked up my hand. Right. You know, but I, but I, I needed to do something in the drywall to get my. Yeah, no kidding. I needed to get something. I needed to get back into my body, and then I did. I got back into my body, and Woodruff told me much later. He says that's why I hired you after you <laughs> after you punched the wall. Really? <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did change when you came back after the after the role in that play? You know, it, it was like I felt like an actor again. Mm. Because I always missed, I was, I felt like I was, I was, I, I, I had been exiled. Right. You know, I loved where we were and, and it, it was a healing place. It was a little mountain town, Idlewild and, and, and the marriage needed healing. And my daughter had a respiratory thing and the smog then here was awful. There was a lot of healing on all levels mm-hmm. that needed to happen. Right. You know, and, uh, and that happened up there. Kind of amazing what that mountain does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a very spiritual place that when you're right, you're tucked, you know, Palm Springs is. So you've tucked. been up there. I have. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's exactly what it is, Connor. It it was a it was a godsend. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so you come down uh, from Idlewild. You get you do the play. The play gets great reviews. Unbelievable, unbelievable. It just kicks you off again. It was supposed to be. It was just a two week uh, workshop. And then uh-huh. it ended up going to New York, going to Australia, and then going on the main stage at the taper. Oh, my God. Wow. It was a, it was a better part of two years. That, that wow. Did you go together? Yeah. 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 How fantastic. Australia Had you kept your house? No. Hmm. We, we, you know, because we were broke and we had to sell everything when we moved up to Ireland. Right, Isles. right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, you finish the play, and uh, then uh, we must be getting close, I feel, to you well, coming the, to Star Trek. That was the next one. No kidding. How about I that? I think it was Liberace helped. Oh, I want to. Oh, no. that's right. That, 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 that prepared that. me for Garrett, because I always think of Liberace and Garrett. If anyone being, sounds like Liberace, it's, it's no. bloody well you, sir. Wow. <laughs> so, he was a huge, what a, what, a, what a fantastic role. You loved it, didn't you? I had such a great time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. The furs. It was big, big. you know. Oh, yeah, and, you know. You must and, have been brilliant. I can you know, see and it I, now. I was never good at, you know, at, you know, sort of kitchen sink sort of stuff. I mean, I can do that, but, but, but. No. Give me Liberace. Right. Give me a give performance. Give me furs. Give me, yeah. right. you know, a, 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 a costume that's made out of furniture pads. And what did the... Was a, this was a, a show piece, wasn't it? This was a theatre piece. Was it a th- no, film, no it, film piece? No, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a film was, piece. It was when we used to have ABC Movie of the Week. Yeah. 
And what did it... Okay, so now we saw the Michael Douglas thing with Matt Damon and right. that, that got pretty, you know, close to the bone of Liberace. Oh, that, that was... That was, a, this yeah. was This was another version of, this was of, another of version. the man. This, this, was, this was the, the Hallmark version. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's this, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he's still around at this point, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alive. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, no. Was he gone by then? He was gone. He had just recently died, which is why... They were dueling uh, TV movies about Liberace. Uh, well, no kidding. Yeah. Did you uh, did you sing? Yes. Uh, Lambda? You went to Lambda. Did you sing any of the songs or did you? Yes, I did. You did. You know, God bless I, you, man. I'll be seeing you when all the, in all the, no, but anyway, that yeah, was, yeah. I, you know, I had to convince them to let me sing that. That was his signature Well, I was going to say, they probably song. wanted to dub it with some they other did. one. Yeah, they, they usually did. do in those, especially that era. And you so, play the piano? <laughs> no, no, but I faked it very sure, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always amazed by easy. that. <laughs> Do it riding That's a horse. It. <laughs> 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 I'm brilliant. I do, I do. I'm one of those actors. That's, do you know how ride, ride a horse? Yes, oh, yeah. Motorcycle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, but I got caught with the motorcycle. You that. did? Oh, yeah. I got caught with the playing guitar. I got caught. Oh, I, got- oh, I got cast in a yeah. fucking play. <laughs> I don't know, three weeks from rehearsals. And I'm like, I, was paint- I just bought a flat. I was painting the baseboard and I was like, the fuck <laughs> so I can play the guitar and I, I rang my agent I said I can't do this she went get a guitar and f- learn <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. That's I got it. I got caught with uh, magic oh, and you do magic? magic sure oh my god had to work the next morning at 6.30 no kidding <laughs> oh it's, like it's, close it's at a, hand it's a, ter- you know. it's a terrible feeling isn't oh, it's it? awful they, they sent me down I, I t- when I told my agent that I didn't uh, know magic she was like you're working in the morning all right god damn it you're going to go down to Katz's Deli. I was living in New York. <laughs> Katz's Deli? Yeah. yeah. You're going to go down to Katz's Deli. I've got a magician friend. He's going to meet you there and teach you a few things. <laughs> I was there until like, uh, do they close? We were there very, very late. And uh, by the time I left, I had poster putty all over my body. Because <laughs> oh all I had to do was like show the coin, hide the coin, show the coin. That's That looks easier than it is. Oh, yeah. And then also talk. Yeah. Yeah, had to go yeah. work the next day, and the, we go in to rehearse. It's my first job on film ever. I'm doing a soap opera, and I come in, and I'm just like, <laughs> I had it, I had it, I, I, had I, it. I swear to God, I can I do this. It started with a quarter; it had to be a whole silver dollar. Uh, so the lady oh, comes in, who I've got no. the scene with, and she's she looks at me, and I'm we rehearse this thing, and she goes, "You don't know how to do that, do you?" And I said, "I'm sorry, I don't." And she goes, "Okay, guys, all right, we're going to shoot it from here." That's exactly. I mean, that's the film business. When 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 they found out when I got on this, you know, this ten thousand megawatt Kawasaki that cops ride, and I tried to get on it, and then it fell down, and I broke my leg. Right. They without skipping a bink. Okay. Bring the rig over. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're all liars. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And by the way, Jeff, you owe me 20. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, um, God, we, will, we will say anything, sell anyone. That's it. Yeah. Especially when the rents do. Yeah. Um, and yes, I love you. Right. <laughs> we're not, we're not That's selling even you. more trouble. <laughs> I love you dearly. Um, so let's get to Star Trek then. So you you finish up on the Liver Arch, and then who? Uh, how do you get this call for for Garrick? Well, I went up for originally for Odo. Oh, and, that's right. And so I, I I and I went up there a few times, uh, and it got down to three of us: Garrick, Graham, Renee, and myself. And Crikey, course, that's tough, isn't it? And yeah. the Gary Gr- Gary Graham. Yeah, really. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, another okay. a, a part of the whole crew. I mean, he, right. we we and had him really a lot. Bitched for seven years about wearing the makeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. But, but that was part Bless of his, you, Renee. But that was part of his character. It yeah. was great. I mean, you know that that grumpy thing because because Renee could be just so grumpy. You know, right. You yeah. Know. God love yeah. him. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah, he's sorely missed. Um, so then did they offer it to you? No. This is the no thing, shit. They, they, don't. They, don't, they don't. They don't. They want no. me to come back. And so yeah. I said, fuck this. I said to the, you know, the agent, I said, no. No, man. I went up there three times to read for this. Almost got it, you know, offered to me. And I, you know, self-righteously hung up. And Irene said, you know. Uh, uh, f- mm, Rents do. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. They like to swagger, man. Exactly. They like to throw that power and wield the sword, man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe they sometimes it's explained because you know the network, you know the studio. Yeah. They're the ones they you know they're going to put your face on TV. They want to see that it's your right, face right. that they're putting on. But I think that I you know uh, all things considered, I think they just like you know they like starting out the relationship with the with the seesaw yeah. in yeah. their favor. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. And um, absolutely. Yeah. Did you know what the the role if it would had legs? Or did you just were you just hired for a couple of episodes? No, I just hired for one episode. Oh, you know, and 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 it was well written. It was really. It a, was one episode. Yeah, yeah, there was no talk of recurring at this point. None, none whatsoever. You no. know, and I had no idea that they were looking for a storyline for for Sid because Sid was you know did not have a storyline, and he was one. He was the one regular that was sort of like hung out to dry. He right. Was just sort of like throwing in a few lines in a scene here right. and there. So they were looking for a relationship for him, and they thought, well, maybe an old Cardassian spy who's, you know, or, I think that was their thinking. But, but but the great thing, the reason I'm convinced I got the job, is because uh, I didn't know a Cardassian from a yeah. You didn't know Star Trek. Really, did you? No, I did. I did not watch Star Trek. Never watched Star Trek, and so I thought, ah, Jesus, what is this? I, you know. And and I'm reading it and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, okay, you're playing you're playing an alien. This is not a you're a humanoid alien, obviously, but you're still an alien. And so, what do aliens do? They have genitals? Do you know? You're asking all these questions that mm-hmm. you're supposed to ask as an actor and so forth. So I didn't know. But then I I and the, I and I and I, when they started making me up, I realized, oh, this is and I'm kind of claustrophobic. I thought this is disaster. Oh, great. This is disaster. It and is hellacious that makeup. Mate. It's terrible. And then because they want they they want Cardassians to be bulked up, yeah. they make they, they they make these costumes out of furniture pads. Yeah. You know, I mean it's heavy. Right. And then when they put the wig on me, I, I felt sealed, and I thought, who do I fuck to get out of this? Yeah. How can I? And I really seriously considered, you know, because I was the claustrophobia was happening. I was sweating like a pig. Yeah. The whole thing it was horrible. I looked in the mirror, and that thing that you you All said right. earlier. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. The actor shows up again. Holy Christ, this is amazing. And then the next thing that happened was when I walked on set to do the very first scene with Sid, I saw Sid. And he was one of the most beautiful young men I have ever seen in my life. And I thought, wait a second. Wait a second. I want to f*** this guy. This is what this is about. You know, forget about the spy shit. I have no idea what that means. That's, right, that, right. That, that, that's no action. You can't I'm play not. that. And you can't play that. No. But I can play it. If I want to get, if I want to fuck somebody, right. I know how to play that. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know? Now, and they had no idea that this was. No idea. Some back thoughts. And, and no, God, it, Sid, God bless him. Because the moment he, I put my hand on his shoulder and I said. He felt so, it. He felt it. And he picked it right oh, up. Oh, brilliant. Isn't that great? And that's why I got Makes the job. It. Gets the juices going when yeah. you when you hear a story like that. Did you have any idea? And was there any description of what your character might look like when you went in? No, nothing. Yeah, they give so little. No, there was nothing. God bless. I mean, he was a, he's a dressmaker for crying out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and, and and you know, and, and he kind of talks, you know, flamboyantly. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, exactly. Larger that, than that's life. why I felt like you know he was cousin of Liberace. It's funny. <laughs> I was going to say you've just come out of Liberace. Yeah. I mean, did you know? Uh, did you get a feeling during that week of shooting the episode that hmm, there could be more? This might have. A storyline to you know, it. Nobody said anything. Nobody to me. did. And all my life, you know, doing these shows, it's always been a one-off. I mean, sometimes you know, a jag or you know, you know, or one of the, some show they'll bring the character back. But you know, I imagine you died quite a bit in your baddie days. Died all the lot. time. Yes. Yeah. All the time. So they always tell you, like, you know, if you haven't died by the end of the episode, you might come back. And I kept on expecting Garrick. I expect on kept on expecting to open up that next Garrick script and finding out, okay, he's a well, that's it. He's, he gets it. Right. Right. Um, so you do, uh, how many episodes did you do that first season? Just one or two? Just one. Just, just literally just the just one. Just the one, yeah. No kidding. 
It took a minute, didn't they? Because you yeah. come in around, it's quite early on, it's isn't it? It's early around, on, yeah. About half, first half dozen, I seem to yeah, remember. It, it was indeed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you You've become the fan favourite. I mean, it's it's undeniable. Uh, you know, much to Mark Alimo's chagrin, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's bloody brilliant in that show, it's too. Great. It was perfect. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's such a leading man in that part. Absolutely. He really is. And, um, you know, an, an un... You wouldn't cast him, you know, but you, again, you put the mask on him and he's got the height and the, the stature and the voice. And the voice, yeah. He's got yeah. a brilliant voice. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, you have taken uh, firm control of the uh, the fan favourite I Kardashians. Know. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. It's, yeah. it's so amazing. Have you ever you played? You a book about it, of course, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, and I'm actually going to, uh, Sorry, after Sorry. the first of the year, I'm going to, you know, do an audio version of it. You are. I'm, yeah. Stitch in time, correct? That's right, yeah. Oh. Now, I read uh, you had, it was some say, some way of sort of, uh, what is it, exercising or no, putting I to was bed? No, I was trying to figure it out because I really was trying to figure it out. I'm, you know, I'm a, I, I am a, I'm so weird. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm your English major. I'll always be your eternal English major. And so I'm always trying to figure out, okay, um, What's the what's the characters? What's the biography here? You know, and you know, like I always made biographies you for did. my, my right. characters. You know, and 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 where they come from and what they did and the, what their background was and their parentage and all that shit. Do you see? <clears throat> and <laughs> you don't just show up. No, <laughs> no and, and with it half learned. <laughs> and, and, and so this this became this became really interesting to me. Like, okay, so like start writing. So I had to write about this guy. I, I I believe I so believe, and I'm looking at a at a poster across from me of Harold Pinter's The Homecoming. Mm. That's where I learned about subtext. Right. And once I learned about subtext, that became my thing. Mm-hmm. That if I don't have a subtext, I don't have an active subtext. Yeah. A subtext where there's action that I can play. Yeah. And I'm lost. I'm a lousy actor otherwise. I really am. And I've been caught without subtext and without actions to play. You always know if it's not because if it's not, if if it, if you're not it's not real to you. It can never be real never. to the audience. The, the best Not lesson true. I learned, I think, was that you also don't have to reinvent the wheel to create subtext. You don't have to like, I mean, you need to invent some things. No, but you they, don't have to write a book. No, know? no. I mean, they can be very serviceable, but it, it, you don't have to think, you know, God, well, you know, I think my great, great grandfather was a nuclear physicist. You can, you can yeah. make it active for yourself. That's right. That's right. Because nobody knows. No, exactly. Just tell them that in the it's, audition. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's your secret. And the thing is about Garrick, that one of the things that I think that's, and I know, I, I don't think I know because people have told me, is that they love the secret mm. about, about him. What is he thinking? Mm. You know, and they, they most, most fans interpret it as like, well, is he good or is he bad? It's... That's that's yes. not that's not the point. This thing is like, what is he thinking? Yeah, yeah. And why isn't why isn't he telling us what he thinks? Well, it's super. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No. Well, I just think it's really interesting that Star Trek, in particular, um, you know, duplicitous characters with multi layers, without any judgment of those characters, are, is rife throughout the franchise. Mm-hmm. And 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 Garrick was you know maybe the top of that list where there's really no good or bad. There's just being. That's right. And he's working his agenda just the way all of us are working our agendas. Right. Mm. You don't open your mouth if you don't want anything. That's right. No, That's agreed. Right. Yeah. Did you ever uh, get to a point where they were like, you're going to get four or five this season? Or you're going to get. Yes. In, yeah. I got to that. And especially during that last arc, the Dominion arc mm-hmm. uh, at the last couple of years. But even before then, I was t- I was they, they started they started guaranteeing me, a, you know, a bunch of them. Which was, as I said earlier, which was great because I was so engaged in theater that that was giving me enough money so I didn't have to go on. I didn't have to worry about other other gigs. Right, right. That's great. Yeah. And he became a very useful foil in the in the final seasons, didn't he? I mean, if they needed a character to be able to fly the ship or something, right. suddenly. No. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Garrett put down the sewing machine and went, yeah, well, funnily that, enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I can do that. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. What was your first convention like? Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, it was so were weird. You, well, did was you get in, in on the acts pretty quick? Or did you come to the party quick? Or were not, you, re- you, not really. I think the second year, it, it was sort of towards the end of the second year, uh, uh, and uh, when I'd gotten a few episodes, and so it was, it was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, 
and and uh, uh, what's his name who played Scotty? Um, Jimmy Doohan. Jimmy Doohan. God bless. Yeah, God bless him. I met him at one of my first one. I think at Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he, he wasn't long for the world. He, after he, that. he was he was the featured. He was the was featured. He? You know, uh, uh, Star Trek person. Uh, and he was funny. I walked into this this hotel and he was sitting. You know, and uh, holding with, court, with, yeah, and, and you know, knocking back. He his, liked a whiskey. Yeah, he really yeah. liked his whiskey. Absolutely, yeah, bless his heart. I think it's high time we uh, went back to uh, to the money. <laughs> That's Erica, darling. The money. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. And, uh, let's have a few fan questions. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Lexi asks us from Patreon. Andrew, you are one of my favorite actors. Heart emoji. Uh, please tell us what was it like filming Hellraiser and working with Clive Barker. Uh, Clive Barker is a genius. He is a really, I mean, this this guy, he's a great writer. And he directed Hellraiser and, uh, and he's the first film he ever directed. And the guy. That was his first film. First wow. film. Wow. And he, 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 it was wonderful working with him because you know, I believe in the power of I don't know. If I don't know what I'm doing, I have to admit to myself, I don't know what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'll never know how to do it. Right. And that's how he directed it. And it was wonderful. He had a really good DP, I take it. He had it. a great DP, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and it was a joy to work with. He's, he's really extraordinary. I mean, I mean, you know, he's had a lot of health issues, you know, since then. But at the time, he, he he looks like this choir boy from Liverpool. Really, you know this innocent face. Have you ever read his his, his books of blood? No, They're amazing. I really, I'm, I mean, if you like this stuff, but right. but it's so beautifully written. I mean, it's as good as King or really or any of those. Really, yeah. Uh, that reminds me, uh, you didn't you get the part on the the Clint Eastwood movie because they thought you looked like a choir boy. Well, that's 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 what that's what Siegel said. Very good. That's what that's yeah. what Siegel said after the fact. I don't know if that yeah. was what he was thinking. Maybe he thought that when when he met me. Yeah, right. mm. that choir boy look. Oh, God, I hankered for that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got cast in a commercial, and apparently, when I left the room, the, the, the lady said, "That's our guy." Every mother's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I would put that on my tombstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our God. Every mother's nightmare. Uh, what uh, else we got? What else we got? Great. Uh, Mike Piazzoni asks us uh, via email, does being a beloved character in Star Trek balance out your portrayal or fans' opinions of Scorpio and Dirty Harry? Oh, an interesting question. Yeah, there, there, there is a balance, I guess. I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's 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 like it's another role. It's 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 another role that I never expected. Like like Scorpio and Dirty Harry. I I didn't think anything. I I didn't even want to do that movie because I read it and and, and I was so unschooled about you know film. Right. I didn't know how to read a film script. Right. And I thought, well, this this there's, there's nothing happening here. You know, this is what's what's going on. You, you don't know? see the screen time, do you? No, particularly no, because yeah. I'm I I don't visually see. Right. You know, I'm right. I'm so language oriented. Right. right. You know, uh, so I had, and it took my friend, my friend Stacy Keach, who I went to dr- drama school with. Oh. Um, Another yeah, and, juvenile and, delinquent. Yeah, another juvenile delinquent. <laughs> and and he was he was he was he was, he was my go-to for for sophisticated because I thought well Stacy knows all this shit you know because he was always in in it and uh, and and he's he sort of like sat down with the script and he did this you know ripping the you know, pages page, page after page he says this is pretty you, you're going to be able to do all kinds of stuff with this I said really? oh okay How about that you wow. Know, <laughs> How was Clint? Did you enjoy working with him? You know, him? Clint is like it's it's like working with um you know this is a guy who's who's been around, who paid his dues, was a studio contract player, you know, and he went through all of the stuff that he went through. He really did. I mean, you know. He really didn't. There was no, no, nothing special. There no 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 big deal. He was very workmanlike. He was, you know, and and he had a great work ethic. Mm-hmm. And 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 this was the first of those films, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, the first yeah. of the Dirty yeah. Harrys. Yeah. You know, he he really was just coming off of the the spaghetti western right, stuff. Yeah. Right, so Those were, and they were pretty popular, weren't they? That sort of cemented him a bit as a, oh, yeah. as something of a film, you know, right. icon. What else we luck. got? 
Okay, uh, we have a question from Nancy Congdon from Patreon. What is your all-time favorite role, and why? No, that you know that's so hard because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of roles. I mean, stuff. Not being dad, then. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, I gave up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Good on you, mate. No, yeah. I mean, right. Oh, being a father. No, no, Jesus. I mean, like, like for instance. Sure. I, I, as much as I put down all those, all those one-hour shows that I did, there, there were a few that that really happened. Like there was a Kojak that I did with. Um, Telling, God bless. Oh yeah, and, and uh, oh else? God. I mean, there are all kinds of roles that suddenly you think, oh shit, does something just happen? Yeah. You know, and it's like. And certainly Garrick is is the longest running of those. I mean, you know, so, I mean, Garrick was, it was such a gift and it, it was the gift that just, and it's still now. Keeps on giving. Yeah, it giving. still keeps on giving. Right, now. right. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you guys. Yeah. God honestly. bless you. God bless you. And, and, and Star Trek really did change my life. I yeah, mean, no you know, kidding. yeah, you know, enabled me to build up my career here at the Matrix, which then, I mean, you know, it was like. It's it's a it's manner from heaven. It truly is. Yeah. It's a, it really is an extraordinary. I guess we knew it at the time, but it really has. It's it's deepened that love and appreciation, yeah. and uh, it's really reciprocally deepened over yeah. the years. And here we are still. It's funny how you look back years. on your career at a certain point, and, and re- you can really identify or pinpoint specific moments yeah. that had it gone one way or the oh, other. Yeah. That's right. How different it would all be. It would have been yeah. very different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you got? This question is from X-Ray from Patreon. Was the Obsidian Order thread in there from the beginning or layered layered in as the character matured? You know, I didn't even know about the Obsidian Order until, I mean, several seasons later. Uh, you know, because I knew they never gave me any background. I think they were making it up as they, yeah. they went along. <laughs> I saw the documentary recently. They were making it up as they went along. That's true. It's, it's official. True. Uh, yeah. uh, but they're bloody good at it. They are. Man, Absolutely. they dance. They yeah. dance uh, every week on yeah. their toes, mate, yeah. uh, to bring that next episode. And, uh, yeah, it's but it's quite extraordinary. And the Obsidian Order only became really a thing when Paul Dooley played my father uh, in Nabrantain uh, and, and, and that storyline. But right. up until that point, I didn't even know if I was really a spy, you know, if, if that was the case. You were a tailor. That's right. And a, a tinker. Tailor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's right. And yeah, it was there for the looking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they, you, you guys had such a deep pool of writing skill yeah. in your writer's room. That's right. I mean. God bless Michael Pillar. He was an extraordinary. You know, he was, and he was a good man, too. Yeah. He was a kind man. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, I really didn't have much of a knowledge about DS9 until a month ago, perhaps. And I got to say, it's uh, it's one hell of a cast and one hell of a show. Yeah, it yeah. truly is. And it got it got better. It really did. It it, it got better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from re- for the, from having seen the documentary, I mean, the, God, their early reports from the fans were even we're take, worse we're than take, ours. We're taking on water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was truly quite. Uh, I love they stay up in the whole documentary with castmates, yourself included. I think reading. From uh, right. from fan reactions, oh, yeah. it was, was yeah, not yeah. good. No, it wasn't hilarious. Good. Really, it wasn't good. That's yeah. that's that's why they, they ah the paying public. <laughs> that's why they they speeded up. Uh, you know what you call it, Kate's show, um, Voyager. 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 Yeah. Is I mean, that right? I mean, you know, because like we had we had very little time where we were just by ourselves, right? Because when when we first came on, it was a couple of years that next next gen, gen was on, on. and then uh, oh, so you were did you crisscross with them a bit at the end and yeah. Voyager okay. and Voyager at the end. I mean, you know, right? So we never there were I think maybe two seasons where we were free and just clear. free and clear. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, funny. I don't think. They were still married, but Casey and um, Roxanne, right? Uh, you no. know, did they meet in the? No, no. I think they were. No, they were. They were well done. That's right. They were well. Oh. done. But he happens to keep cast in DS Nine, and they're crossing over with Voyager, and they have to cross the, uh, each other. Right, and that was a tempestuous relationship. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. That. 
That's it for the fan questions. Yeah, I have a question. I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, you're from Hartford. I'm curious to where you. I forgive you. Where you live? <laughs> I'm from a small town outside of Hartford. But which which town? Rocky Hill. Oh, Rocky Hill. Of course. Yeah, that's right near. You know, it's not uh, an ice cream. <laughs> should be. Do you know? Did you ever go? I I, I on Main Street, literally yeah. Main Street. Do you know where the Wadsworth Athenaeum is? Yeah. It was right down the street from the Wadsworth Athenaeum. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where you lived? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You were close by to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess Absolutely. I have a question. One last question. Um, so how much of what you've told us today is true? Is true. <laughs> <laughs> and how much of it is a crock of shit? <laughs> it's all true, especially it's the lies. That's right. <laughs> Andy, I think it's been absolutely just a joy to have you. No, mate. yeah, Listen, thank you so much. Oh, you guys! I mean, thank honestly, you so much. I'm an Connor. I mean, it, this has been a, a, a real pleasure for uh, me. Thank you, well, thank well, you listen, for us uh, as well. There may be another time, you know. Uh, listen, before we go, I know you said you were you were doing a little play, weren't you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a play. It'll it'll open. It'll be in L.A. sometime, I think, in the spring. Right. You know. Yeah. All right. You know, well, but sure to let us know. I, absolutely, yeah. to come but, support, but right? I'm excited about. I'm going to be able to play Garrick doing this 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 uh, audio book without the makeup. So that's good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, actors act. That's it. God bless. Oh. Uh, it's been a joy, mate. Thank Thanks. you so much, pal. You bet. Thank you. All right, guys Whoa. and girls, you heard it first here. <laughs> All the lies, <laughs> <laughs> but they're well told. <laughs> Like, subscribe, and join us on Patreon. Thanks again for watching, and join us on Sundays for new shows.